Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. The problem most men have is they don't know how to talk to women. This is Dirt and Sprague. You know what my problem is? I am not interesting. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. What am I supposed to say? I went to Magic Camp? I'm an accomplished ventriloquist? Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. (gasps) Oh, do me, yo-yo master. I want you to do me because you're the yo-yo guy. The Fan. Hey, welcome back in our number two. Dirt and Sprague here, live and local, ready to go on a Thursday morning. One more sleep, one more show, and then it's conference championship weekend. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'll be doing a gambling show. I'll be calling a Winterhawks game. <laughs> Monday's going to be a, I, I'm going to be a disaster on Monday. Monday's yeah. not going to be fun. You'll be running on no sleep Monday. Because no I got to watch both those games when I get back at about 8 o'clock. And I told you the funniest outcome is actually you coming home from the Winterhawk game. <laughs> Watching both whatever the action is you missed on the DVR, yes, being up way too late, you go to bed thinking, "Oh, here I go." Uh. Four a.m. wake up call. <laughs> no, it's a two thirty wake up call. Your wife is in labor, and now you're not going to sleep for the next eighteen to twenty two hours. Yeah, no sleep. And Teddy's coming in, and Dad already hates him. Now we just add to the mix the Niners lose the NFC title game, and it's just a perfect. <laughs> Perfect as sandwich. I don't see. Here's the thing. You and I might disagree here. I don't think the scenario where the Niners lose to the Lions, I probably have about five minutes of like, damn it, dude. Like, how? And of course, my team's good and they let me down again. <laughs> Sports this year. Yeah. I think the Lions getting there would, it, it would actually turn my attitude a little bit. I wouldn't be as down and upset as if the Cowboys. Or the Packers, or... Of all the teams you could lose to. Yeah, the Lions are like, okay, well, you guys haven't done it, so yeah, good luck. Go get your first ring. I got a lot of 49ers Super Bowl tickets in my DraftKings account. Oh. Preseason, in the middle of the season when they went on that losing streak and got smoked by them. I doubled down. I am am, all in on them winning the Super Bowl. So not only is there a fandom hit, there's a financial hit as well. Well, I want to ask you guys to start this second hour. Uh, There's tons of ways you can look at these matchups, defensive lines, offensive lines, quarterbacks, yada, yada, yada. They all are valid. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if the number 10.3... And the number .91 is going to play a factor in both of these games. Ooh, what analytics do you got for me? Well, the number 10.3 comes from this. Fourth down conversion percentage. Baltimore is 62.5% on fourth down. Kansas City is 52.3. Detroit is ahead of San Francisco by .91%. Interesting. It is less than 1%. That They are literally back-to-back ranked in the NFL in fourth down uh, 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 conversion. 
and I I find this more and more is becoming a conversation with the NFL as we see less cowardly coaching and more aggressive coaching. Man Campbell, I know it's what you think of him, right? Fourth down. Absolutely. Uh, Jim Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, clearly one of the, the best converting teams on fourth down. And last year, Kansas City was second in the NFL in conversion rate. They have dropped a full 20% in fourth down conversion. There is a sample size right there of what the offense has done from last year to this year. And I just wonder how often going into games, these are our last two, and then we got the Super Bowl. How often going into these games are you thinking about fourth down? Because I never used to. No. And now I find myself, is Shanahan going to be at the the Lions 48, fourth and four? Is he going to punt that? Because you ain't going to kick that field goal. Is he going to punt it? He's had those moments. Dan Campbell, I know what he's doing. <laughs> Harbaugh, he could trust his defense. He could trust Lamar. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Sometimes Andy Reid can get a little shanahan They're both kind of the same in this way of like, I don't know about this. I don't trust it. I don't want to give him a short field. So I just, how much you think about fourth down, conversions, who's going to be aggressive. It's become a big part of my thinking process on these games. I mean, it should be. It's something that I don't think about enough, to be honest with you. And then you bring up the segment and it's like, that's a, that's a really good point. I mean, this game might end up being decided about, you know, Baltimore on their own 39-yard line on fourth and one in the fourth quarter Trailing of a tie by game. by two or, or whatever, two, yeah. And right. they decide, you know what, we got to put our nuts on the table and make a play right here. And if they get stopped, Kansas City's probably going to win the game. And if they get it, maybe they go on to win. I, it, it, it is such a deciding factor. And as an Oregon fan, I know this better than anybody. If Oregon picks up two first downs against Washington over the last two years, they're 2-1 and one against Kalen DeBoer. That's how thin the margins can be. And I think the issue in a lot of times with these calls, it's not the – it's not the reaction to the decision to go for it on fourth down that deserves to be criticized. It's the play call that deserves to be criticized. Like, this happened in the Tampa-Detroit game. That wasn't a fourth down. It was a two-point conversion. The issue is you called a goal line fade, and Mike Evans didn't jump through the defensive back. Like, that was your problem. That was the right call mathematically to go for it there to try and make it a six-point game. Uh, they just had a bad play call. And so as long as you're making the right calls in those situations – Absolutely, this game in both games could be decided on fourth down decisions and, and whether you pick them up or not. The exciting part about the AFC title game that's unique from the NFC title game with these calls and decisions, and maybe Detroit disagrees with this. If I had Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson as my quarterback, I would go for it on fourth and fourth and four every time or better. Right? There, there's some lengths that you're not getting fourth and eight, fourth and nine, fourth and ten, you're not gonna go for it. If I got one of those two guys, man, I'm gonna be aggressive. I'm gonna say, hey, if it's not there, go run around. He can't tackle Lamar Jackson in the open field. What are the chances he's gonna fall forward for five yards and pick up a first down? There's a lot of trust with those quarterbacks. On the other side, maybe Detroit will tell you they trust Goff, but there's always a wild hair up his nose. Brock Purdy's not coming off the most impressive playoff game. And so you're also going to be determining the outcome likely on these fourth down calls. And I just don't think they have the same level of trust in their in their signal callers. But see, you know what's interesting on that is uh you say maybe you don't trust Goff. He can be a little off or a little, you know, wonky, but like Dan Campbell does. He does trust him. If, yeah. if there's anything I know, it's that I know Dan Campbell will go for that fourth down. I cannot say confidently Shanahan will. And and that's another element. We talked about clock management problems with Kyle Shanahan last week mm-hmm. and how that's reared its ugly head a little bit. Uh Ben Solak has a great rant on this of Shanahan just like, you're kind of costing your you're getting in your own way here. Yes. You know, Detroit, San Francisco might not be sorted out on fourth down. It doesn't mean these games are going to be decided just on fourth down. We know that's not the case. But I know Dan Campbell and the Lions, they will go for the jugular. I'm not always sure if Kyle Shanahan will. No, he he has not shown that throughout his career. But, but, I mean, that, that can be a difference maker. That can be like, hey, what happened? Well, Detroit was at their own 40. They were down eight. And they said to hell with it. It's fourth and five. Here we go. And they got it. They scored a touchdown. They got a stop. They scored a field goal. They won the game. Sometimes it can boil down that way. And I'll ask you this. Which coach do you trust to make that right call on fourth down? Of the four. God, it's a hard question to answer. So two years ago, Andy Reid has 
Blaine Gabbard, no, not Blaine Gabbard, uh, uh, um, uh, Chad Henney. Chad Henney, yes. Comes in, Mahomes' ankle. Fourth down. fourth down, ballsy take, and he trusted him. He got it. Picked it up. I've seen Harbaugh do it with with Jackson, Lamar. They're top 10 in, in fourth down conversion. Yeah. We know Dan Campbell don't give a damn. And it's cost him. The Thanksgiving game didn't look good. And Kyle Shanahan will do it. But sometimes you can he can turtle his way out of wanting to do it. Yeah, I would say there's probably equal level of trust in getting the call right and being ag- aggressive when necessary in the AFC title game and not as much in the NFC. And I know that might sound funny because of Dan Campbell, and I love his aggressiveness at times. If there's a guy this weekend that will overdo it, it is Dan Campbell. Like, I go back like to— Like, to a detriment. To a detriment. If I, I go back to their call to go for two in the Dallas game after the illegal touching or whatever the call was with the unchecked offensive lineman. That just that just wasn't the that wasn't a good call in my mind. I, there are risks that I think you should be willing to take as a coach in an organization, and there are some that are just like, what are we doing here, man? The chances of getting seven yards in one play when you could just kick the PAT and go to overtime, and maybe you win home field advantage is on the line in the playoffs. I don't have any issue with going for the first time from the three yard line or two yard line, whatever it is, from the seven. That's a different ball game, and I didn't like that call. And so I think there's a fear there sometimes with Campbell is is he going to be overly aggressive? Will there be a problem, a Brandon Staley type issue? you where you say you're going for it here and you didn't pick it up you just flip the balance of the game I love the way Andy Reid handles it and you mentioned John Harbaugh one of my favorite clips of the last couple of years in the NFL was the big game they were in with a fourth and short and the cameras picked him up talking to Lamar walking to the sideline hey do you want to go for it here and Lamar's like hell yeah I do he said okay let's go for it he listens to his players mm-hmm. and he has an elite quarterback so there's a lot of trust there Campbell's the one I would worry about being overly aggressive and Shanahan's the one I worry about being too conservative <laughs> and so there's got to be a middle happy ground there where it doesn't affect the teams. Uh, Schultze, how often do you watch an NFL game and they show up the next-gen stats, kick or go for it, and you agree with what next-gen stats says? Do you just blindly go, yep, it says go, I'm going, or do you go, "Uh, I'm not feeling it right now, this momentum, because momentum cannot be tracked by stats. That's fair. But we all feel momentum, even watching the games. You certainly have to feel that when you're coaching it. I, I often wonder how often America watches that and blindly just agrees or goes, mm, I wouldn't do that. Because Mike Wilbon clearly wouldn't have gone for two. Next-gen stats says, go. Well, in the first place, as far as next-gen stats go, I don't think I've ever seen it say not go or or like or kick or, or anything. It's I, very I, aggressive. Yeah, I swear, every time that comes up, it's go. And I'm an aggressive. If I were a coach, I'd be wanting to go for it. And it's not just like a fourth-down call trying to score a touchdown where these games change. Perfect example in the, one of the AFC Divisional games last week, Texans versus Baltimore. It was like right at midfield. Baltimore only had a seven-point lead, and it was a fourth and one. What did John Harbaugh do? Sends Lamar Jackson around the end for 14 yards. Yeah, that was a great play call. It was. It was a fantastic play call in the perfect situation, and that turned the tide right there in in the game. And that was like in the middle of the third quarter. It was obvious at that point, you know, the Texans are done. And it's, it's crazy when you see a team, you know, hold the team to three. I was about to say three and out, but then, oh, no, they're not going to go off the field. They're going to go for fourth down. It almost always seems like, and I look at this from a betting perspective because I'm always trying to watch the swings and I'm always looking at my team, trying to see the one I'm betting at, get that opportunity. And it always seems like, oh, we stopped him. But then at that perfect moment, the great play call out of John Harbaugh's butt comes out, and here we go. The Ravens win it very easily by 24. And that one fourth down call, and I don't think there were any other fourth downs that they went for in that game. That one changed the tide by 14 points. That's the crazy thing about this topic is it doesn't happen as often in a game as it maybe feels, but those two or three times on fourth down. The impact is there. It's massive. I would I would throw another one at you that I think Green Bay wins the game. If they, on their second drive, their opening drive of the game, they had a long half of the quarter, kicked a yep. field goal, settled. Niners get the ball, basically kick it right back to them, four or five plays, punt it right back. Green Bay went on their second drive, drove back into San Francisco territory. They were on the brink of going up 10 nothing in that game, and that entire stadium panicking, thinking, oh my God, we're down 10 to nothing. Mm-hmm. The Niners got the stop on the quarterback sneak, which was a controversial 
special call and then went the length of the field and scored a touchdown. Yeah. I agreed with that call from Green Bay. Field goals are not going to win that playoff game. At least at that moment, that has to be your mindset. They were going for the jugular. Let's go up 10 nothing and send a statement. It didn't work out for them. The Niners capitalized. These things have a tendency to swing the game, but then you look back, it's in the second quarter. You don't remember that call. You're like, oh, that Niners won the game because uh, Jordan Love threw a bad pick on his right. last drive, right. and you forget the fact if they get three more inches on that drive, that could have been 10 nothing in the first quarter. Did they review that one? Because I remember thinking he got it in real time. I just don't think they had the right angle to, to overturn it. Yeah. It looked like he did, but right. you just you couldn't see where the ball was, and it's one of those QB sneaks. You're yeah. in the pile, and you just you can't overturn it. Well, why, why would you want to be a $13 billion company who can't <laughs> decide if a football is met the chain mark? Why would you want to yeah. invest at all in that technology when we could just have note cards and 88-year-old guys with chains measure it for us. Why would we want to do that? First Great job, baby. Job creator, yeah. Yeah, well, we Thanks, got six Biden. guys a game, seven guys a game doing that. <laughs> Biden won't let it happen. Did you say Biden? Who, needs- was, who was president? Like, uh, <laughs> what, what year do you think the chains needs were the started? jobs numbers, man. We can't be losing these jobs. How many chains holders are there how, out there? That's a lot did, of jobs. How long did it take him to flip to digital signs after doing those cards? Like, yes. it was first, and then the little slides come down. Second, <laughs> no, then they finally switched to digital ones. Imagine the Outrage in the country if we outsource the chain gang to like Ooh. China technology. Ooh. We just outsourced our first down markers to China. That's not made in America anymore, <laughs> no, man. It's America. Not, that's not made in Make America. Make chains great again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up next. Why am I falling into this trap? I know why, but I think it's an interesting one. Next on the fan. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's all the same. Only the name will change. This is Dirt and Spray Gun 1080, The Fan. Well, I don't know how it happened. I don't know why I'm here. Although I have a pretty good idea. I think one of the more consistently good or great organizations in all of sports, let alone the NFL, is the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think that's a debate, right? No, I don't think so. Different quarterbacks have come and gone. Head coaches, even before Harbaugh, they were successful. They've they've been winning for a long time. Uh, Yeah, but like how often in our... In this era, this run, let's go back to the 2000 Ravens, right? They win the Super Bowl in, in such a dominant way. Like, how many seasons do you recall be like, oh, man, the Ravens really suck? Not not very many. No, I mean, I'm, I'm scrolling through right now. Uh, they hired John Harbaugh in 2008. Dirt, it's 2024. Like you, you, I know. They you kind of f- said that in a way it was like, oh, yeah, he got there seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> no. It was right after Brian Billick? They, yes. Yeah, they went Billick wow. to Harbaugh. Yeah. Billick won the Super Bowl, obviously. They had a couple of down years when they first, uh, before Billick took over, and then they had one 7-9 season, one 6-10 season. Billick was fired 5-11 yep. in 2007, yep. and then they have been right back. I want to say above 500. Uh, they have one losing season in 2015 with Harbaugh. So they had Flacco, win a Super Bowl, move on, Lamar. Yeah. And yet I'm I'm like in my mind treating them this weekend as if they're this massive feel-good Cinderella story like the Lions. <laughs> and it's it's a pretty easy answer for me. It's Lamar. Yeah. 
I, I'm really pulling for Lamar. I know Patrick Mahomes is great. He might show that greatness this weekend on the road. I just I, I find myself being an incredibly big Lamar Jackson fan. Here he was yesterday. He was asked about facing Patrick Mahomes, and this is what he had to say. I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, but he's it, just – I believe he's just two, two, two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight, heavyweight matchup. That's, that's just what I see. And he goes in this week, and with all of the pressure more on him, oh, for sure it is. Then number fifteen, who's going in on the road, and somewhat of a quote unquote down year for them. And yeah. all right, Lamar, number one in the AFC, take care of business. I think the fear, if I were a Baltimore fan, and really an AFC fan in general, is that sometimes in sports you get the one guy who stands so far above everybody else that it impacts all sorts of legacies. Or like I, I think you have this in the NBA with Jordan in the '90s, right? Like he won six titles in eight years. How differently do we feel about Barkley if Michael Jordan played baseball instead? How differently do we feel about Stockton and Malone? How, about the Blazers and Clyde Drexler and what they could have done, right? You had that one singular figure that was standing in your way. This is this existed in the NFL for 20 years. Peyton Manning could not get through Tom Brady for the first half of his career. He'd fall fall in the AFC title game, divisional round, whenever it was. He couldn't get through that. And there's that fear now that exists for me in the AFC and the NFL in general that that's Patrick Mahomes now, that we can spend all week talking about, hey, they're at home, the Ravens are great, they're number one seed, Lamar's having an MVP season. All that is great. Buffalo was as hot as anybody. Josh Allen came on incredibly strong late in the season. I know the turnovers were an issue for him early. They were playing very good football going into last weekend. Still wasn't enough at home. Hey, Mahomes has to go on the road. Can he win in Buffalo? It it still wasn't enough. And so that's my fear right now if I'm Lamar and if I'm Baltimore is that I know Baltimore is a legit team. I think you can make an argument they're the most talented team in the NFL. But when you have Patrick Mahomes on the other sideline, there's just there's a bit of hopeless feeling until you start seeing him lose consistently. Uh, Joe Buck, who called the game uh, against Houston, had this to say: They met with Lamar. They all the broadcasters get to meet with the the quarterbacks and the coach and. He was on the Kevin Clark podcast. He had this to say. They they talked to Lamar about pressure coming into the season, the one and three record. And this is what his takeaway was talking to Lamar Jackson about that pressure. Um, just beautiful directness. I, I don't think, you know, we, we went into that game talking, everybody was talking about one and three in the playoffs, hadn't been in a playoff game in three years, pressure, pressure, pressure. And, and it's almost like you feel scared to ask when you're in a production meeting, like, hey, Lamar, are you feeling any pressure because you're one and three in the playoffs? Troy asked it, which I was glad he did. And he's just like, no, no. I mean, that's that's the past. Um, it doesn't matter. I can't wait to go out and play him antsy. Um, I, I just want to win a Super Bowl. And, and it's – I believe him. I think some guys talk about a pressure – and saying that they're able to put it to the side, and I don't believe them. I, I, you can just see it. All It's dripping off of them. And, and when Lamar Jackson said that, and you take in the body language and the way he said it, and then you go on and, and add to it the way he played, especially in right. that second half, uh, I, I believe him. So I, I don't think he adds anything extra to the menu right. that, he, that he needs to, and, and it, it works for him. Massive moment for him this weekend, I think, yeah, to still have people out there that question or doubt, like to to beat Mahomes at home and go to a Super Bowl. It's a massive opportunity. I thought that was a really good point by Buck of just meeting with him, and you don't really get a sense that he feels this, uh, this weird pressure that we kind of bring up on radio shows all over the country or podcasts or write about. He just lives in his own world, man, and he just playing football. <laughs> I think it's easy to say that until you're down by seven in the fourth quarter and you have the ball with a chance to win. But but to, to, to Buck's point there, like it's certainly valid to say you went at the half tied at 10, and I don't know about you, but I remember watching that game at, at halftime going, oh, my God, are, is Houston going to do this? Houston's And Houston hadn't really done anything on offense. They had a no. kick return for a touchdown. Yeah, the punt. I, I kind of was wondering because there is that factor of he hasn't done it, but I know when I watch him, that guy – is all-time great at football. He just yeah. knows how to play football, and they whooped that ass in the second half. We'll see what happens this weekend, but I, I, I still had a good takeaway of like, man, that's such a good way of viewing it of, eh, 
It's in the past. I can't change it. I mean, it's a great mental philosophy to have. You can't change what has already transpired, and so I, I hope that continues for him, and I think it's a really good way to approach the game. I would say there's a different animal of C.J. Stroud or Patrick Mahomes in the second half of a tie game. Without a doubt. It's just a different, you know, a, a different can of worms you got to tackle. But somebody texting in as a Steeler fan saying on the Tom Brady angle of just sometimes there's somebody in your way, the Steelers lost three AFC title yeah, games to Tom Brady. Yes. Like, how different is the legacy and the landscape of the last 15 years in the NFL without that one guy? Ben. Brown and Bell should have won yes. probably a Super Bowl because of how good <laughs> yes. they were. So I look, I I hope that I'm wrong because I want somebody new to win. I want Baltimore to win this weekend. If they could only win by three, it would I would greatly appreciate it because I've gambled on the Chiefs plus three and a half. There's just I I'm I'm getting to that point. I've doubted Mahomes all year. I've looked at it all season. This team isn't good enough. They don't have the weapons. They go into Buffalo and win, and I'm terrified that this like here we go again a year where we counted them out. Kansas City's the best team in the NFL. Let's go to Baltimore. Pete Gilbert of the NBC affiliate in Baltimore, Maryland. Gives us his thoughts on this matchup for the Ravens. Daily Tickers next, but first, Schultz with a sports update. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, We have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time. We were just talking about Lamar and all the pressure on him this weekend in the AFC title game. Let's go to Baltimore now with Pete Gilbert at WBA. L. Pete on Twitter. You can go give him a follow there, broadcaster in Baltimore uh, for a long time. And Pete, you've been covering this team. You've been around the organization for a long time. Uh, w- w- what's the mood? What's the vibe like this week? A number one seed. They win that playoff game. They're hosting an AFC championship game. What's the vibe been like in Baltimore this week? Yeah, the, the team seems to have a pretty good combination of relaxed, not, you know, not nervous, but also focused. And, you know, watching them go through the, you know, the 20 minutes or so we get to watch a practice yesterday, it was, it didn't feel like a Wednesday in November, let's say that, you know, there's no pads on, but the intensity of the, you know, and the focus in doing their drills and going through it was certainly high, but by the same token, you go in the locker room, there's the same level of joking around, having fun, you know, just, I don't know, they're just like, they feel ready, I think is probably the best way. They feel ready for Sunday. It's a very cliche question to ask you, Pete, but what's what's the pulse of the city been like this week? Well, it's been 53 years since Baltimore has hosted an AFC championship game. The Ravens have never had one. So, as you can imagine, it's been a, uh, the city's on fire. I mean, just <laughs> cannot wait, so pumped up for this, and the Ravens are bringing out all their stars uh, for Sunday, your 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 legends of the game are Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, 
You'll have Terrell Suggs and Anquan Bolden there. Michael Phelps, Olympic champion, is handing out the game ball. Uh, Shaq is 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 DJing the the, the the pregame tailgate. I mean, it's just you know everyone. Tickets are going. I'm talking guys last night. I'm playing bat pickup basketball some guys last night, and they're saying, yeah, I think we're going to get to going to get to. I cheapest I can find is seven fifty a piece, but we got to do it. We just have to. That's kind of the mindset, and you know everyone's in on it, and just. I mean, they're just so excited for you. You've had all these AFC championship games they've been in before with the Ravens, but none of them were here. And so the, the, the possibility to have it here to clinch at home to go to a Super Bowl, uh, everyone is fired up. That is, I, I would have never guessed that. They've been so good for so long. I would have assumed one of those AFC title games would have been in Baltimore over the years. It's always but, New England, Denver, yeah, Pittsburgh, go on the road, whatever. Yeah. Wild stuff. We're talking with Pete Gilbert from Baltimore getting ready for the AFC title game. I, I have a fear, Pete, that I'm rooting like hell for Baltimore. I want to see Lamar win one and, and get to a Super Bowl. It'd be a lot of fun. I, I also picked against Kansas City last week, thinking Buffalo's <laughs> playing hot. This is the first time Mahomes has been on the road. This will be too much of an environment for him. Their offense hasn't looked good this year at times. And he proved me wrong, and he went in there and won. I just, I have this growing fear that it's just Mahomes, and then kind of everybody else. What are they saying about how they're going to try and stop Mahomes, and, and how do you think this Baltimore defense matches up with Kansas City's offense? Sure, yeah. I mean, it's look. I mean, any time Patrick Mahomes is your opposing quarterback, there's a very reasonable chance you're not going to win. He, he's Jordan. He's the goat. He is. He is that good. A couple things that helped the Ravens though in preparation. One. Yeah, I mean, one of Mahomes' greatest traits as a quarterback is his ability to extend plays. Well, they get to practice against the guy who's best at it on the planet every week, yeah. and Lamar Jackson. So they are they're used to trying to keep that in check. So that that should help in the, in terms of their discipline and making sure that your rush lanes you don't you don't leave those gap, gaping holes for him to escape and go extend a play. They they are well versed at that. And just defensively, this is the best defense they've had since 2011. And there's no real weakness. If you look statistically, they're like, oh, maybe not the great, greatest run defense. But they, they were ahead all year in terms of, you know, they, they, never, they were playing four, you know, five, six guys in the box for so much of the game because they had leads all year mm. and teams were passing. So then when they would run, maybe they gave up some yards. Uh, so I think that they are just top to bottom. They've got all pros at, at three levels. And it just – they are in Roquan Smith, where they traded for him a year ago from Chicago and brought him in and immediately signed him to a $100 million contract, which people were saying, well, that's a bad investment for an off-ball linebacker. But the, I mean, that guy, he is, I mean, it's almost sacrilegious to say here in town, but he's Ray Lewis. Very, if it's not 2.0, I don't know what it is. I mean, they play, statistically, they're almost the same through four years. Their intensity, he's not afraid to say anything. He's not, a, and if, he leads very well. And they didn't have that. Most of the times they played uh, against the Chiefs before. So, you know, they're, they're in a good spot. That said, you know, all it takes is, you know, you, you turn it over, a pick six, it, you know, things can, can go wrong quickly, and then they can snowball because of the magnitude of the moment. Um, but that said, I think the Ravens are the better team, and they're at home. Yeah. Uh, Pete, I was, I was curious. I went through the schedule last night, and Baltimore in their season, their defense has only given up 30 points twice, and one of those was a loss to the Browns. The other one is a game that I actually – I wonder how much of what that tape was is going to show itself with Mahomes and the Chiefs. That Rams game in early December was a pretty good one, pretty exciting back-and-forth battle they found themselves in. What did you see that the Rams were able to do that game, and do you think we that kind of game? Are we going to have a little bit of a shootout here where maybe Mahomes and an offense have figured it out, or do you think that defense will continue to stand the, te- you know, the test of time of not allowing teams to score 30 points on them? Yeah, I would be surprised if 30 uh, points are allowed. The Rams on that day were – they were great. They, and that was – Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and Tyron Williams were spectacular. They, they – and, and Matthew Stafford. They, they frankly, they just delivered. They played really, really good football. It was not that the Ravens were giving up, you know, having breakdowns or missing play. They were spectacular that day. And you kind of just had to tip your hat. What I think was maybe more important for the Ravens in that game – was that it, because they've led all year and they won so many games by double digits, they just hadn't, been, hadn't had many moments in the fourth quarter where they had to have a drive. Well, they found themselves down four points with four minutes to go and got the ball thrown 25, had to go get a touchdown, and they moved down the field and got a touchdown. And I thought that was important for them to know in that moment they could do that against a team that was playing really well. And as we saw in the Rams, the way they finished up the season was, was fairly – Fairly spectacular. I think they won six of the final seven. They were 
they you know, got to the playoffs. They were a decent team. Uh, and so I, I tip my hat to the way that they played that day. They were certainly able to run and pass. That was, and, and the play action off of the pass was very, you know, when Stafford can, gets a run game at all, he is as good at play action throwing as anyone. And he had guys that were, that were making plays for it. So they were, uh, that was, that was a blitz. The other one, the, the Browns game was a weird game. They were up 14 points with 12 minutes to go. There was a yeah. pick six, a tip ball, the kind of a, a bit, a bit flukier. Um, but no, that was, Rams game was just a good oh. game. Both teams played well and Baltimore ended up on top. Pete, it sounds crazy, but like realistically, I, I watched and followed the Colts game. I watched and followed the Steeler game and, and the Browns game. They should they be undefeated. They shouldn't have lost yeah. any of those games. <laughs> That's how good they've it's, been. It's year. really odd. I mean, gosh, the Colts game, if, they, they had a miscommunication of Zay Flowers, a rookie. He fair catches the ball on the wrong side of the two-minute warning on a punt. If he doesn't do that, they win the game. Yeah. You know, and it, the Steelers, they dropped seven passes. Two of them were uncontested in the end zone. They should, I mean, again, just weird kind of, you know, bizarre game. And other than that, they took care of business every time out. It was except for the last game of the year when they rested their starters. So it was a – it's been a really impressive season from top to bottom. It's like once Lamar Jackson got the contract signed, there was a pall that was lifted from mm. the whole building. It just it changed the whole dynamic. It freed everything up. He totally got fully back on board with the Ravens. They were fully back on board with him, and this has been the result. Last one I got for you, Pete. I don't know if my co-host has anything, but on that note, I, you're talking to a couple of guys who have been big Lamar Jackson supporters, and the pushback against him has never made sense to us, and we've been making fun of the teams all week who immediately sent out their tweets last offseason saying, we don't want to trade for Lamar Jackson. It's like, yeah, how you feeling about that now, Atlanta? He deserved the contract. He's been great. He won an MVP. What, what does the win this weekend mean for him? It's certainly, I mean, the resume is, is really important if you get that. You, you know, if you're going to be considered one of the greatest, you've got to get to the Super Bowl. And, you know, like Dan Marino never actually won one, but he got to one and was, you know, and, and prolific. And so you, ha- you have to at least have that. So he needs to get that. He's also only 27 years old. So there are, i got to believe there are going to be opportunities. Of course, yeah. Mahomes is 28. And so those two are going forward. You know, it's felt like it's been Josh Allen and Mahomes as, you know, who's the – who's the, you know, the king of the AFC. But I think as we go forward, the, Mahomes and Jackson are more likely to be the two uh, in this regard because of what Todd Munkin, an offensive coordinator, has been able to kind of unlock with Lamar, the way he has changed their whole communication system in terms of instead of a lot of long streams of words, numbers, exodus, right? Uh, it's much more like he makes it so much more visual, the preparation, and it's like you know, creating pictures at the line of scrimmage for you mentally. And that's what – and Lamar has responded so well to that. He makes all his checks off of those kinds of things and has been just spectacular with it. Also worth noting, and we saw it a week ago, you know, he ran for 100 yards. He hadn't really done that at all this year. He was kind of saving that. That, that whole, you know, Lamar as a runner has been, he's like, all right, I want to make sure we get through the year without having a knee injury like the last two years. Well, now he's, he's like, hey, you know, everything's on the table and you forget, you remember how special he can be when he takes off with the ball as well. So it's a, it's a dynamic that the Chiefs have uh, – that no one really is prepared for to try and stop. You, gotta, you, you, it's, you just can't, you can't practice against it because no one else like him exists. Right. It's, it's funny, Pete. Like, going into the contract, we had a lot of people, and we talk about it on the show, and people like, you can't pay him. He gets hurt. He's running. He's a mobile quarterback. He'll get hurt. <laughs> to the day since Burrow's been drafted, he has played in more games than Joe Burrow. I don't imagine this offseason we'll hear the noise about, I don't know, man, can Burrow be your franchise guy? He can't stay healthy. It's funny how those labels stick to some guys and don't go on others. There does seem to be a theme uh, running through that. And I will say, I don't think that Lamar was going anywhere. I mean, in terms of in the offseason. But if I'm, an, if I'm an opponent, I still want to come and offer a contract and make the Ravens match it. Why yeah, not yeah. hurt them in that regard? I, and, and worst case, then you get Lamar. You know, it's like, wait, what? Why did no one – yeah, that just this never made a whole lot of sense to me. And, but, you know, as someone that gets to, to watch him every game and, and <laughs> interact with him and see it, I thank goodness because he is – as special a young man as you come across. Yeah, it's been to the benefit of Baltimore. I can't wait to see the atmosphere and the environment this weekend. I'm sure it's going to be incredible. Pete Gilbert from Baltimore at WBL Pete on Twitter. Thanks so much for the time, man, and the preview of the game. I really appreciate it. Hey, if you don't mind, real quick, give a shout-out to Angelica Thornton from KATU. She is such a special uh, broadcaster. I worked with her my first job in Missoula, Montana, 
And uh, she is just a delight, and I'm so happy to see where her career has gone. So uh, you guys are lucky to have someone that talented. That's awesome. Thanks for the shout-out, and thanks for the time, Pete. We appreciate it. You guys take care. There you go. Pete Gilbert with a good preview, really good preview on Baltimore and what they're bringing to the table uh, this weekend. The fact that they've never hosted an AFC title game, that blew me away. I had read that, I think, two weeks ago, and then I'd forgotten about it. I mean, they won yeah. the Super Bowl in the early 2000s. Yep. They went back and won another one with Harbaugh. They've yeah. been they've sniffed around many a AFC title game outside of that. Was that the 2001? Was that the Tennessee game where Ray Lewis had the pick six? He just stole it from Eddie George. They won the, was AFC, that the AFC title game. That was not. They did win at the Titans in the divisional round that yeah. year. They won against the Raiders in Oakland, oh. sixteen to three, in the two thousand AFC title game. Does that sound really stupid? I, I don't remember that game like at all. At all. Yeah, they <laughs> that were was in another a good Raiders one. team. Two thousand eight. They went to another one, lost to the Steelers, but it was on the road. Yep. Scrolling. And then 2011, they went to another one, lost to New England on the road, yeah. won the Super Bowl in 12. That was a at New England but AFC title game. You remember what was special about that run was that was the like the almost the Hail Mary play at Denver. Yes, that's the right. The DB way misplayed the ball that's and they got right. that touchdown. Yeah, wild stuff, man. I can't wait for that game. Going to be a lot of fun. Let's have some fun with audio. You think this city's excited to catch the fever? That's next on the fan. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. is Dirt and Sprague gone 1080, The Fan. All right, I'm going to do a two-for-one segment here. One of it is like scientific research. Somebody complained earlier that when we play drops occasionally or sound bites, they can't hear it very well. Okay. So I want to know, I'm a, this is a fun with audio segment, so it might not be fun if you can't hear the audio. Well, yeah, that's a bit <laughs> of a problem to have a segment where the audio's not playing. If you cannot hear the clip, if you could please advise me that A, you can't hear it, and then B, hmm. what devi- are you on YouTube, are you on the app, are you on the radio, just so we can try and nail this thing down a little bit, because we can hear it very loud and plainly in our headphones. And I know Schultz, he can hear it, like the board's up, so I, there's... If there's, it's silent, I'm, I'm well, freaking there's out. There's a missing so, link somewhere, and I'm, I just need to know where the missing link is. But this happens sometimes. We'll hear listeners, a couple listeners will be like, hey, your audio's not playing. But, like, 
a lot of other listeners were like, I hear it just fine. Now, That's why I want to know where the, I need to know the device. Yeah, sometimes on 99.5 HD2, there are some things like commercials or songs where it's like, it sounds like it's like a mono trying to play through a stereo or vice versa. So uh. that might be, a, but but on like 1080 and on the app and, and on YouTube, you should be fine. So I, okay. I don't know. Well, this is a fun with audio segment. I hope you all can hear it. There was a lot of... Uh, Expansion relocation news yesterday. Salt Lake City's making a bid to get an NHL team. And I got immediately depressed again, but I'm glad that... Must be nice to have a city that, like, thinks pro sports is an important thing for your, you know, your community and the well-being of your city. It'd be a lot of fun to Boy, it'd be really nice to live in a world where that happened. Yeah, where we don't have all these people just blindly following the Blazers because there's nothing else to do here and they have other teams that they could root for and cheer for and spend their money on. You can root for the Blazers and another (laughs) team. I was more just talking about the city and... (laughs) whole, you know, setup of everything right now. Well, one of the expansion, or not expansion, but relocation teams is the A's are moving to Vegas. Do you guys have A's Vegas fever? I actually have a take on this. Oh, okay. Well, this, let me play the audio for you. Okay. This happened, this was like a conference of business leaders in Las Vegas at like their convention center. And John Fisher was there, the owner of the A's. He was doing some press conferences. He got up and gave a speech in front of this crowd of business leaders in Las Vegas. You know, hey, we're excited. Can't wait to be here. We're looking forward to your support in the community. Sure. The speech is done. The MC then walks back onto the sta- onto the dais there and grabs the microphone. This is who you will hear is the MC. And just try and take a sense of the crowd reaction. Let's give it up one more time for Mary Beth and John Fisher, please. The Las Vegas A's. We like the sound of that, right, Vegas? Yeah? Yes? Are we, are we alive back there, Las Vegas? How we feeling? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this okay. Is, this is awkward. <laughs> Nobody's making any noise. Well, I mean, look, they're getting probably the worst franchise you could possibly get. Yeah, it's, uh, they're up there for sure. Here's the take. I, I don't know if they're moving. You don't think so? There's no evidence this guy has money. He has no venue right now. And he's worth $2.6 billion. That's uh, his evaluation. Yeah, net worth. Because of mommy and daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that doesn't mean he's uh, fluid with the money per se. There's just not a lot of, there's not been any noise on this. The stadium thing off the strip has kind of died. Yeah. There's pushback on funding for this. And I, I can't remember where I read it, but I want to say I, I, I read a piece on one of the online sites a couple months ago that said like, People are legitimately wondering, is he too broke to move? It'd be pretty funny if he was. He needs to just sell the team because he's an embarrassment to professional sports. I tend to agree with that, but he's not right now. And so, yeah, there is no enthusiasm for him. His team's a joke. He's kind of a joke. Oh, he's not kind of. He is a joke of an owner. Yeah. I don't know if they're moving. It was announced. It's been approved. (laughs) They're playing in Oakland this year. We'll see where they're at in a year because there's, there's some smoke that... Maybe the, he's too much of a broke boy to be moving to Vegas. It'd be hilarious if that was the case. I saw a random report a week or two ago that they might, because Oakland their lease is up in Oakland, I think, after one more year. Yeah, this is their last year. So the, obviously it's going to take time to build a professional ballpark in Vegas. And to your point, they're still trying to iron out all those details that they might move to Salt Lake City. In the meantime, Salt Lake City just built a triple new AAA ballpark. They'll just give them facilities. And they're and just going to go play in Salt Lake City and play in their AAA stadium there and wait until their Vegas thing is done, if that move is, is going to happen. Different circumstance, but like when Oklahoma City, when New Orleans went to OKC with Chris Paul because Katrina had just That's happened, right, yeah. and then they went back, and then the Thunder came in like a couple years later. This happened a few years ago in the COVID year where the the Blue Jays had to play in Buffalo. You remember that? Because you couldn't I, yeah. do it. You had the whole international or you know border travel right, thing, and right. so they just played at a AAA stadium, like all their home games. And So, I don't know. It's weird times. I, the reaction of that, Speech is hilarious. They did to me. clap. There to was a, to there be was... fair, no, I I think play it one more time. It's a little. The claps are louder than you think. They're just not mic'd up. <laughs> okay. The funny thing is, like the when A's, there is no response to that. It's like they clapped for John Fisher and whoever else, but they didn't really have much more enthusiasm. Yeah, it's when she asks, "Aren't we excited for that? Isn't that exciting?" <laughs> Let's give it up one more time for Mary Beth and John Fisher, please. That, the Las That's Vegas a good clap. A's. It's a golf clap. It's a good clap. Par putt. We like the sound of that, right, Vegas? Wow. Yeah? Yes? Crickets. Are are we alive back there, Las Vegas? How we feeling? (laughs) We're drunk. This is going to be, I've maintained this stance since day one, and I will continue to maintain it. This is going to be one of the biggest disasters in the history of professional sports. I agree with you. Unless he sells the team. I agree with you, but this also really shines a light on how crappy 
all the businessmen at all these games in the first two, three rows that we always see not having any emotion. Yeah, these are the people buying those seats yeah, that yeah, you yeah, would corporate yeah. tickets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, how crappy these yeah. people actually are about <laughs> sports. So, so you're right. This is going to be horrible, but. God, this just lack of enthusiasm about sports or anything in general from business people. Yeah, it just reminds me of all their sad faces with a beer in their hand on the sidelines or or in the first two rows. Yeah, so that was the reaction in Vegas. They're thrilled. Catch a fever. If you couldn't hear that audio, please let us know that you couldn't hear the audio and what device you were listening on. That will greatly help us. We can't. I mean, (laughs) we probably won't be able to fix it. Why would it help us? We can't fix it. We we got all these engineers behind the scenes. We'll send it to Joey. Joey's on it. He'll fix it. He's here. He's ready to roll, baby. Joey, by definition, is actually not an engineer. (laughs) He is actually... Yeah, IT, he's IT. Same thing. Computer, computer. <laughs> pretty sure we put got on an... your engineer hat. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure we got an email that specifically said it is not the same. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. I got a couple of other college football notes I want to get to. Uh, we'll get you set for the night in sports. And Ken Barkley is going to start the final hour. That is next on 1080 The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.